Hi everybody, this is uh, Scott George. And I, I want to welcome you to our in live worship experience here at Pine Castle. We are delighted to have you. We're glad you're here. It's going to be a great day and what a wonderful time uh, we're going to have the next few moments. So I encourage you to uh, get ready, uh, get your Bible open. In just a few moments, we're going to have a wonderful time of worship. And then I'm going to be coming back and I'm going to be sharing some wonderful biblical truths out of God's Word. It's really going to be good and we're excited that you're here. We're excited that we get to worship uh, together. I want to welcome you and uh, thank you for watching today. And uh, I'll be back in a few moments and let's continue and let's begin our worship together as we honor God and we love Him with all of our heart and all of our mind and all of our soul. God bless you. We'll see you in a few minutes. Well, good morning, everybody. I was looking around to see who was supposed to be up here doing something. It was, it was me. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the mask. It's these masks that just, you know, they get too tight and they just cut off circulation. And anyway, welcome everybody in the balcony. Good to see you guys. And um, you know that Bible scripture says, "When they said unto, I was glad when they said unto me." Let us go to the house of the Lord. That scripture has a new meaning, doesn't it? Amen. And we are on our way to uh, normalcy. We are on our way to uh, getting back to normal, and we're glad you're here. Thank you for coming, and thank you for being a part. we got a great service, and I can tell you this. When you leave today, you are going to be singing all week the hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy. That's the hymn that we're focusing on uh, today, and I'm delighted. I've been singing that all week long, and as I was on my way to church this morning, I thought, you know what? That's going to be a good thing. We're all going to be singing holy, holy, holy all week long this week, so it's really going to be good. So um, look down the aisle, wave at somebody, say hello, just kind of kind of give them an elbow, give them a fist pump, and um, we're glad you're here. Thank you for being with us, and I'll turn it over to Jim. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Pine Castle and the Pine Castle live stream. We are live on Facebook and the Pine Castle website. Uh, so, yeah, welcome to everybody at home and all across the fruited plain, as we like to say. Uh, my name is Jim Poling, but don't let that uh, deter you. Uh, this uh, is very weird, I know. Uh, I feel like I'm talking to a, uh, a convention of bank robbers, and uh, we're getting ready to do a collective Brinks truck heist. But uh, you know, it's, uh, it, it's all for uh, safety reasons. Uh, just rem a couple of reminders. We do like for you to wear the mask while you're in the, uh, in the building, especially when you're singing in the sanctuary. So we just like you to continue to do that. Um, don't forget that you can register online beginning on Mondays uh, for your seat in the sanctuary because we're only filling to 25% in here and the rest goes to the overflow. So. Uh, you can do that online at the uh, the website, or you can call the church office and do that. All right. Just a couple of announcements here. Uh, well, first of all, let's do our uh, PC share because uh, Pastor Scott will be talking about this uh, during his message a little later on. Sometimes we stand in awe of God's goodness and greatness, and we can only respond in worship by declaring, "Holy, holy, holy." And Pastor Scott will be dealing with that in just a few moments uh, during his message. As far as some other announcements, in the PC Kids Ministry, this Wednesday at 4 o'clock, the PC Kids will continue their midweek time together over Zoom. It's for children 
uh, grades one through six. The Zoom sessions will consist of a Bible lesson, an activity, and games. The theme will be the fruit of the Spirit. Parents, please sign your, chi your child up at the church website. And we had a picture up here of the, the kids from uh, the Earn family. And that's, uh, that's Teddy. He's actually leading the prayer. This is 2020, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is the way it looks in 2020. Join us Saturday, January 26th for a National Global Day of Prayer. This is a, a specific day set apart to come before God's presence in humility, prayer, and repentance. There will be a live event in Washington, D.C. that we will be broadcasting in the uh, chapel. After church, please stop by our lobby to sign up and pray for an hour. Prayer shifts are between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. And that's all I have to say about that. And I believe our children's pastor, Sandra, is on her way up. Good morning. Good morning. And say good morning to the kids in this building and all of the kids at home that are watching, because I do know that we have children at home watching. Today, kids, if you are here, you received a bag like this. In your bag, there's a lot of goodies, but one thing is stickers. If you got a crown when you came in, like everybody else, you get to, while Pastor Scott's doing his message, feel free to decorate your crown. Wanted to make sure you knew that those were in there. Okay, we all got a crown. My question was, thinking about the crown, what do I need to do to earn my crown? But the reality is we don't earn a crown. Royalty is born into royalty. Kings, queens, prince, princesses, you're born into royalty. Well, as a Christian, as one who accepts Christ as a Lord and Savior, because of God's grace, we are also born into royalty. Ephesians 1.5 says, you want to show it for me? No, says that we have been adopted in the family of God. And he did it because of what Christ did for us, dying on the cross. He did it because it pleased him to do it. We have been born into royalty. We are a child of God. That means we're a king of the king. We're king of, the king of kings with capital K. We are all royalty. But we all do things to earn great rewards. Kids, you might get really good grades. And those great grades might get you some kind of a reward from mom and dad or honor roll or a special certificate to stand up in front of everybody with. Or you might be really good in sports and you got tons of trophies to prove that, right? I also know quite a bit of our girls that are dancers and their ballet and their tap and their jazz. And they have all of their different shoes to show us of their accomplishments in dances and in competitions. Those are things we earn. Well, sometimes we take the things we earn and we wear them with pride like a crown. What are some things that we might have that we might earn that we need to take and lay down? Because if God works in us, we have to lay our things down to him. If we want him to work through us in the, our accomplishments, we need to lay those things down so he can use us to work through us because our pride and our accomplishments aren't what's going to get us to heaven. God says those things are just things. 
you're not going to take them with you when you go to spend eternity with him. So making good grades, doing really good in sports, being a good dancer, or whatever it is you might do, those are all great things. But you might need to lay it down one day for God because he might want you to pick something else up. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you have chosen me to be part of your family. Thank you when I said yes to you, that I became royalty, that I became your child, that you adopted me. And Lord, I ask that you use me in all of my accomplishments and all the things that you've given me and all the gifts that you've given me to give it back to you, to be a witness and a good example in all that I do. In Jesus' name, amen.
Lord, we praise you, Jesus, today in the sanctuary. Lord, we worship you today, Jesus. Surround us today with your presence, we ask.
with me just for a moment. I can't think of a, a simpler prayer. I can't think of a, a time where as a nation, as a community, as families, as individuals that, that we need to sense God's presence, His nearness, His goodness, by simply saying, surround me. Surround me, surround my family, surround my children, surround our leaders. Surround us, Lord. We need your presence in our lives and in our families and our place. We need it today. God, we come to you today. And we thank you that There are moments and times where we can sense your presence, and we're so grateful for that. Life is filled with so many different emotions and feelings, but there's nothing like the beautiful presence of the Lord. That's why David cried out, I'd rather spend one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Amen. God, help us to be sensitive to your beautiful presence. Help us to have the, the drive and the passion and the yearning to seek you, to seek your beautiful presence. God, we have a simple prayer today. Surround us. We need to feel your goodness and kindness and mercy and grace. Surround our families, our children today. God, we ask you to surround our leaders over this great nation. We need your wisdom, your guidance, your grace, and we simply ask to surround us. Let us sense your presence today. Surround me, oh.
God's people said. Aren't you grateful for the presence of the Lord today? Amen. Aren't you glad that he's surrounding you? Yes. And you can rest in that. God bless you. You may be seated. Good morning, Pine Castle. Is that good? Check, check. Nice. Good to see everybody this morning. All of those smiles that I'm sure, I just see them through your eyes. It's beautiful out there. So good morning. I'm here to help uh, collect the offering today. And as you guys are likely aware, remember from last week, the process for the offering is a little bit different in this day and age. We're not going to have the ushers come forward. We're not going to pass the plates. Instead, as we retire and we leave this evening or this morning, there's some buckets in the hallway um, out in the narthex. You guys can drop your tithes, drop your gifts, drop your offerings. We also have a really very simple, easy way to give online. If you have a smartphone, you can do it right now. If you don't, you can do it from a computer. Their kiosk is also out there in the Narthex. So a lot of options to give. And I just want to leave, um, give you guys a thought today. So I don't know. I'm sure everybody's been paying attention to the news and everything that's going on. And the market right now is like so uncertain. Like what's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen yesterday? It's, there's no trend. It's never been like this before. But as we look and as we, we look at the... Um, PC share this week, it's holy, holy, holy. And as we dive into the message this morning, it's the God who was, the God who is, and the God who is to come. And there's no uncertainty in his kingdom. There's no uncertainty in his abilities. So that's why a gift to God, a gift to the church, is an investment like no other. It's taking your money and putting it into something that's bigger than us, that's bigger than this, that's bigger than the uncertainties of today. He is our rock. He is holy, holy, holy. So as we go and as we prepare our hearts to give today, let's just think about that. And we can always lean on the certainty of God and who he is as we give to him. So will you guys pray with me as we bless the offering? Dear Heavenly Father, God, even in these uncertain times, God, when there's so much unknown, so many questions, God, we can always count on you to be true. God, we can count on you to be stable. We can count on you to be our firm foundation. And so, God, as we prepare our hearts this morning to give to you, God, give us your peace. God, prepare our hearts. Comfort our hearts. God, and allow us to give willingly to you and your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So good With every breath 
Good morning, church. If you have your Bibles, turn to Revelation chapter 4. And I want to thank all those that are watching online this morning. As many are here today, we've got that many more watching online. Isn't that good to know? So God bless you guys. Thank you. Hope you're enjoying the service. What a beautiful, beautiful atmosphere of God's wonderful presence. So we're going to go to uh, Revelation chapter 4. And um, if you have your Bibles, you can follow along. Some of it will be on the screen here today. And um, we're going to continue to look at today the hymns of, of worship. So all year long, as you know, we've been, um, we've been focusing on the beautiful hymns of the church. And this, this month is hymns of worship. So we're looking at the wonderful hymn today, Holy, Holy, Holy. And we're going to go to Revelations chapter 4. If you're with me, say amen. amen. And I'm just going to start um, a little bit, uh, verse, looks like 8. And the elders cried, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne 
and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay down their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord God, to receive glory, honor, and praise. For you have created all things, and by your will they were created, and they will have their being. We're talking about worship today, and we're talking about joining all of creation and declaring holy, holy, holy. Now, this is interesting. That phrase, holy, 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 is the only time in the Bible that three words are followed one after another. Holy, holy, holy. I believe it's a, 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 a symbol of what happens when we worship and we, and we live a life of worship. We cry holy, we get a revelation of who God is, and our only response is holy. Holy. I mean, you only need those three words. And I think it's interesting in Revelation chapter 4 that every time you and I sing holy, 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 every time we cry out, God, you're worthy, every time we cry out, God, to you be all the glory and honor, heaven is also worshiping. And all creation is worshiping. People all over the world are declaring how worthy and how holy God is. Why? Because he's his name above all names. And everybody and everything is going to worship him and declare his praise and his honor and his glory. Now, a guy by the name of Reginald Hebert wrote this hymn, and he was an Anglican priest in England who uh, was transferred to India, and he became the bishop of India. And it was in that atmosphere it was in that culture that he saw men and women and children by the billions worshiping gods of all names and tens of thousands, if not millions of, of different gods that they would worship in India. And it was through that experience, watch this, that he penned the words, holy, 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 in this beautiful hymn. And by the way, I know some of you are really wondering, we're going to sing the hymn at the end of the service today. I, I just, I don't want to get emails this week. <laughs> I'm avoiding emails. So we are going to sing this beautiful hymn. And I just think for whatever reason, it just really fit in beautifully to, to, to end the, our worship time together, singing this hymn and joining, watch this, with the elders in heaven, joining with creation, joining with the angels, joining with our family members who have gone on before us. And the only revelation and the only thing that we need to say is holy, holy, holy. God, you are worthy. To you we receive all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. And when you do that, you're joining with Reginald Hebert. And you're joining with the angels and all creation declaring his worth today. Now, this is what we're going to do. You have your notes in front of you. And thank God COVID has not uh, uh, kept us from providing notes this Sunday, so you got your notes. And on one side, you've got the beautiful hymn, and we're going to sing that in a few moments. On the other side, you've got notes, and I want you to fill in the blanks. We're going to look at this beautiful hymn. And what I did is I took this hymn, and I just uh, uh, subdivided it in four little points, and I took each verse, and I'm going to talk about each one of those verses. So uh, go ahead and get your notes ready, and also get your crowns ready. 
Some of you are really enjoying this little crown thing today, I can tell. Boy, you've got it on your head, and you're not going to take that thing off yet. <laughs> you will in a few moments. Well, we're going to look at this beautiful hymn, and then at the end of the service, as I mentioned, we're going to, we're going to worship and sing together. So here's the, here's the four points that I'm going to talk to you today about. And this is really going to be good. I hope you like this. When you sing holy, 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 when you join with the angels... When you join with all creation, when you join with Reginald Heber and you declare holy, 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 the first thing that happens is you and I bless the Trinity. We bless the Trinity. Now, where do I get that from? Let's look at verse 1. You'll see this great hymn of uh, holy, 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 and let's look at the first verse. It says, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Early in the morning our song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Now, let me ask you a question this morning. When was the last time you blessed the Trinity? See, some of you are giving me a funny look even as I'm saying that. Do you know that it is biblical for you and I, when we worship God, to in our worship bless the Trinity? See, I think some people are afraid of that word. In fact, if you look in your Bible, you're not even going to find the word Trinity. But in our worship, I think it's very appropriate for us as believers to bless the Trinity. And Reginald, when he wrote this hymn, I'm glad he put it in there. Why? Because when you and I worship God and focus on him, our words and our worship are designed to bless the Trinity. Now, let me try to take something real complicated and make it real simple. We have a God who is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's called the Trinity. And when you and I live a life of worship, we are blessing, watch this, not only God the Father, not only God the Son, but we are blessing God the Holy Spirit. And in most churches and in most denominations, they are comfortable blessing God the Father. They are comfortable blessing God the Son. But when it comes to blessing God the Holy Spirit, that's where they draw the line. And I'm glad this church is not like that. I'm glad that as a church that we, when we worship, we choose to honor the Trinity and bless the Trinity. And as Reginald said in Holy, 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 God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Now I am afraid that the Holy Spirit is the one dimension of our Godhead that has been neglected. And yet he is most powerful and most holy and most deserving of our praise and glory. It's just that for some reason we can't wrap our hands around or our minds around or our hearts around the fact that we have God, the Holy Spirit. Are y'all with me this morning? See, we're comfortable with God the Father and we're comfortable with God the Son but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, there's this mystical, you mean the Holy Spirit 
and there's, a, there's just an a apprehension of discovering who the Holy Spirit is. When you worship, you're not only worshiping God the Father, you're not only worshiping God the Son, you are worshiping the Blessed Trinity, God the Holy Spirit. Now, let me take you to a couple scriptures. Can I do that? Uh, the first scripture I want you to go to is, is 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. And let's look just for a few moments about the Blessed Trinity. How many are still with me? Let me hear an amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Now watch this. This is the last verse in 2 Corinthians. Chapters on love. Chapters on faith. But yet now the last verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14 gives us some beautiful insight. And, and, and I'm not going to go here now, but if you look at verse 12, this is, this is not politically correct, especially in the era of COVID. But look at verse 12. Greet one another with a holy kiss. No, you can't do that. No kissing allowed unless you're a husband and a wife. And we can blow kisses. So we can't greet one another with a holy kiss yet. But aren't you grateful for the day when we can greet one another with a holy kiss? Can I get an amen? That was just a joke. And all the saints send their greetings. Watch this. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, circle that word grace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love, circle that word love, of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now watch this. We understand the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We understand the love of God, but it's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that we sometimes have a problem with. And when you and I worship, we need to worship God the Father, we need to worship God the Son, and we need to bless the Holy, Holy Trinity and bless the Holy Spirit. Because the writer here in Corinthians says, you can understand the love of God, the grace of God, and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ, but sometimes we miss the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Do you know that the Holy Spirit was given as a gift to you and to me? He is our guide. He is our comforter. He is our helpful helper. Why would we not want to bless the blessed Trinity and declare, holy, holy, holy. God, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your love. And I thank you for the fellowship that we have with the Holy Spirit. And I would encourage you today to tap into the power that's available when you and I walk in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We know the love of God. We know the grace of Jesus. Sometimes we miss the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And when Reginald wrote this hymn, he said, Pine Castle, don't forget the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't forget to bless the blessed Trinity. Don't just focus on the love of God. Don't just focus on the grace of Jesus. Focus also as well on the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, you are joining all creation and all the world declaring, God, you're worthy. I love the Holy Father. I love the Holy Son. And I love the Holy 
Spirit. I pray that you have fellowship with the Spirit this week. I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and guide you and, 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 and direct you. And you can, with all creation, declare, God, I bless the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that you can't live a life of holiness and declare that he is worthy. Can I get an amen? amen. See, there's some of you today, you're, you, you're opposed to the Holy Spirit because you've seen misuse or you've seen abuse. Misuse and abuse is no excuse for non-use. Wow, that was good. That was worth taking your mask down and just saying, hallelujah, that's good preaching, Pastor. Misuse and abuse is no excuse for non-use. Just because you've seen people abuse the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that gives you an excuse not to use the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Can I get an amen? Now, hang on, we got a little, we got some distractions going on. I don't think that it's an accident that when you start talking about the Holy Spirit, there's distractions. Stay focused. Just because someone is misused and abused does not give you an excuse not to use. See, if you neglect the Holy Spirit, you're driving your car without some cylinders. If you refuse to acknowledge the power and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you're driving your automobile without some cylinders. There's some cylinders missing. Now, I don't know much about mechanics, but I do know this. In my car, I'm wanting all the cylinders to be working. I'm wanting all the pistons. Is that is an is that is automotive word? Pistons. You want everything to be, be working. Who in their right mind would wake up and say today, you know what? I want to drive my car, and I don't want to use but a third of the pistons. Guess where, you're, guess where you're going to be? You're going to be on the side of the road. Ineffective. Not going where you need to go. Not doing what you need to do. Why? Because you're operating without all the cylinders running. Paul in 2 Corinthians was saying, Church, my goodness, we know so much about the love of God and the grace of Jesus. But it's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that we need to tap into that will elevate our worship and bless the Trinity. Holy, holy, holy. Blessed Trinity. Now, let me take you to one other scripture. Can we do that? Are y'all with me? Y'all got nowhere to go today. We got plenty of time. It's raining. Football's going to be on. Someone's going to lose. Someone's going to win. We might as well take a few minutes out and just tap into what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Go to, go to Matthew chapter 3 real quickly. Now watch this. Uh, uh, chapter 3, verse 13. This is the beautiful story of Jesus being baptized in the River Jordan. If you ever get a chance to go, you got to go once to the Holy Land. I've had the privilege of, Bruce and I have been many times. Go to the Holy Land. 
I've had the privilege of baptizing some of you in the beautiful River Jordan. This is a story of, of, of Jesus being baptized in the River Jordan. And, and we'll look at verse, uh, verse 13. Then, then Jesus came from Galilee. By the way, Galilee means doorway. Everyone say doorway. See, doors will open for you when you tap into the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Doors will be shut if you continue to live your life avoiding the blessed Trinity. You want to tap into the full gospel? Understand the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus was tapping into that, and he went to Galilee, doorway, to be, to be to the Jordan. That word there, Jordan, means descending. That's what it means. Jordan means descending. To be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and now you come to me. And Jesus replied, it is to be now so. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he came out of the water, and at that moment, heaven was open. How many of you would like to have heaven open? Tap in to being led by the Spirit. Ask God to open doorways. Go to Galilee and, and, and ask him to, 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 to open doorways for you. Now look what happened. Heaven opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son with whom I love, and with you I am well pleased. Now watch this. This beautiful story shows the Trinity in action. And this illustration can happen in your life every single day if you will tap in to the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to write down, these are not in your notes, I want you to write these down. This is very important. Write these three phrases down. Number one, God speaks. Number two, Jesus obeys. Number three, the Holy Spirit moves. Now, that's pretty simple. I'm going to say it again. God speaks. Jesus obeys. And the Holy Spirit moves. Now, watch this. Let me have your eyes. Those watching on, on the Internet, watch this. In this story right here, you see the blessed Trinity in action. First thing happens, God speaks. He says to Jesus, I love you, with you I am well pleased. Jesus in this story obeys. And then the third thing that happened is the Holy Spirit moves. The Holy Spirit descends. You see, when you live a life led by the Holy Spirit, and you understand the grace of God, the love of Jesus, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, you will see these things in operation every single day. God speaks, Jesus obeys, the Holy Spirit moves. Are y'all with me? Jesus said, I don't do anything unless I hear God tell me what to do. And so Jesus lived a life of obedience. God is always speaking. He hasn't stopped speaking. In the beginning, God spoke, and he hasn't stopped speaking. So God the Father is speaking. Jesus 
is obeying, and when Jesus obeys, the Holy Spirit moves. Now watch this. Jesus is in you. So if God speaks and Christ in you, the hope of glory, obeys, then the Holy Spirit is going to move. And that's what God wants to do in your life. Blessed Trinity wants to be in operation in your life, and all you've got to do is hear God speak. All you've got to do is obey, and when you obey, the Holy Spirit moves. In fact, let me illustrate this. Uh, uh, Jim and David and Bruce, come on up here real quick. Hallelujah. All right, Bruce, help me move this table back just, just a little bit. There we go. Good. Okay. Let's see. All right. You are going to be God. God. Look real holy. Look real holy. There you go. All right, David, come over here. You're going to be, David, you're going to be a Jesus, and I want you to stand right here. Thank you, David. And Bruce, you're going to be the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. Holy, 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 blessed Trinity. Don't just know about the love of God and the grace of Jesus. It's the fellowship of the Holy Spirit that brings it all together. Now watch this. Here in this story, watch this. God speaks, and he speaks to Jesus. Jesus hears, he obeys, and then what happens? The Spirit moves. Now, if that happened in Matthew chapter 3, it can happen in your life every single day. Now watch this. Here's God. Here's David. Jesus, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is in you. So when God speaks, speak God. Hello. Good. <laughs> Jesus obeys what happens after God speaks and we obey, what happens? The Holy Spirit does what? Moves. And they're all working in unison. They're all working together. It starts with God speaking, but then it's dependent on you, Christ in you, the hope of glory, obeying. And when you obey, the Holy Spirit moves. Can I tell you? Stay right there, guys. There's been times in my life and I hope in yours, that you are just living life, trying to pay the bills, trying to keep the kids happy, trying to keep your wife happy, trying to keep the business afloat, and you're just minding your business, but God speaks to you. How many has ever had God speak to them? And there lies the struggle within all of us. Am I going to obey? Am I going to do what God asked me to do? Am I going to live a life of obedience? And it's almost like the Holy Spirit is over here saying, please obey. Please listen. Please take a risk. Please don't ignore this opportunity. Please don't ignore this moment. I want to move on the earth. But I can't move unless you obey. And when God speaks, we obey the Holy Spirit is liberated to move. Holy, 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 blessed Trinity. And when you tap into that, your life begins to take on a whole new dimension because you're hearing God speak, 
you're living a life of obedience. Remember, John was like, you want me to baptize you? You're supposed to be baptizing me. Both John obeyed and Jesus obeyed. And because they obeyed, the Holy Spirit descended. Are y'all with me today? And it was from this encounter that the ministry of Jesus started. It was from this encounter that the life and the ministry of Jesus took on a whole new meaning. Why? Because he knew the grace of God, he knew the love of Jesus, and he understood the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. If I were you, I would join with Reginald, and I would declare, blessed Trinity. Holy Spirit, help me to hear you. Help me to obey. Help me to live a life so that we can, in unison, change the world. Can I tell you something? Come over here, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Bruce. They want to partner with you to change the world. Let him who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. God's always speaking. The hang-up here is here. Unless not, he wanting to obey. But when we obey, God and the Holy Spirit is able to move and change the world. Blessed Trinity. Don't be afraid of it. It's biblical, and we need it in our lives to live a life that glorifies God. Amen. Thanks, guys. Good job. Amen. Thank you. Give them a hand. Will you? Good job, God. <laughs> okay, quickly, number two. Number two. When you sing holy, 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 not only do you bless the Trinity, but number two, when you sing holy, 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 you will lay down your valuable crown. You will lay down your valuable crown. Now, where do I get that from? Well, verse 2, holy, 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 all the saints adore thee. How many saints are here today and you adore God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit? Casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea, cherubim and seraphim falling down before thee, which art and art and evermore shall be. I want everyone to get your, get your crown out for a moment. Just get your crown out. Now, I wanted to give you really, really nice crowns, but because of budget constraints, <laughs> I was only able to give you paper crowns. This is a little bit nicer one, isn't it? Watch this. Okay, you can take your crowns off your head for a moment and put them, put them in your hand. I want you to look at them just for a moment. Most people who receive crowns their goal is to keep them as long as possible. If you're a king, if you're a beauty queen, if you're a world champion, your goal is to keep this crown as long as possible. And you carry it with kit gloves, but you carry it under tremendous amount of security because of the value that it brings. When you live a life of worship and you cry out with all creation, holy, 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 
Your worship demands that you be willing to lay down everything that is valuable to you. Now, you're not going to like this. You're not going to like this. This crown, what you value, ultimately needs to be surrendered and laid at the foot of the cross in worship. What we do as humans is we try to hang on to what we have. And can I remind you, whatever you hang on to too tightly, you will lose. But what you surrender, you gain. And I've given you a, a 10 cent crown to remind you that your money is not your money. Your retirement is not your retirement. Your home, your cars, your career, your children. are not yours. And what we value in true worship needs to be surrendered. Holy, holy, holy. See, when this kind of praise goes up, crowns fall down. Mm. I'm going to say that again. When this kind of worship goes up, crowns come off and crowns fall down at the foot of Jesus to worship him. Holy, holy, holy. Casting down their crowns in worship. I'm wondering today if you're willing to really, really do that. I'm asking myself, am I really willing to surrender everything in worship? The things that I hold tight to, the things that I try to earn, the things that I try to keep, am I willing, are you willing to come to that place where you, like Reginald Heber, say, holy, 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 God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast my crown at your feet. I'm going to place it in worship to you. God, I love my career. I love the money that I make. I love the influence that I have. I love the doors that are opened up. I love the security that it provides. And you hang on to that too tightly and it will be taken from you because our lives fully need to be surrendered to God and cry out, holy, holy, holy. I knew you wouldn't like this. Whatever you hold on to tightly, you'll lose. If I were you, I would hold very loosely the things that you value and be willing to surrender them. I'm reminded of the old hymn, another one, I surrender all. I surrender all. Oh, God, I love you, but I'm going to hang on to my retirement. God, I love you, but I'm going to hang on to my 401K. God, I love you, but I'm going to hang on to my kids. 
I love you, but I'm going to hang on to whatever it is. And this is what I want you to do. I'm not going to ask you to do it now. But on the back of that crown, I want you to open it up, and I want you to write the things that you've been valuing lately. On the inside of it, I want you to, I want you to write down the things that you are holding on to too tightly. And hopefully come to that place where you say, God, I surrender all. God, I lay down every crown. I'm not saying that you don't need a retirement. I'm not saying that you don't need a 401k. I'm not saying that you don't need to love your kids. You do. But as a worshiper, when you're joining with the angels in heaven and the elders crying out, holy, 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 you better be willing to take out and take off that crown that brings you self-esteem, that brings you security, that brings you identity, and be willing to lay it down. Holy, holy, holy. Number three, are you still with me? Let me hear an amen. Bruce, if you'll come up to the keyboard. Uh, when you cry holy, 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 you, you, you'll bless the Trinity. Number two, you, you, you'll lay down. Oh, and by the way, let me just step on some more toes here because I, I, I haven't gotten there by today. When you become a worshiper, you have to choose to lay down your crown. That doesn't mean that you go around telling everybody else what crown they need to lay down. Hmm. How easy it is for me to look at you and say, oh, yeah. Dude, he's got a crown of pride. He's got a crown of love of money. He's got a, he's got a crown of, of, of hanging on to their children. Whatever it is. It's so easy to look at other people and pick out which crowns they need to lay down but not look at my own life and see the kind of crowns I need to lay down. Wives, it's not your job to tell your husband what crown to lay down. Mind your business. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to spend my time looking at you, decide what crowns you need to lay down, and I don't want you to do that to me. Just because I'm your pastor doesn't give you the right to judge me and, to, and tell me what kind of crowns I need to lay down. We're going to lay down our own crowns. And guess what? That's why I gave you a crown. You each have your crown. You stick to your crown and let me stick to my crown. It doesn't matter. I'm the pastor. You don't, you don't own me. And I don't own you. But I want us as a church to be a church that says, God, whatever we're hanging on to, forgive me. I'm hanging on too tightly. Hanging on. Got that thing with a death grip. That's exactly what it is. It's a death grip. You will lose it if you hold it that tightly. Holy, holy, holy. Casting down their beautiful crowns, the crowns we worked so hard for, the crowns that gave us identity, the crowns that made us feel good about ourselves, the crowns that identified us. Now, true worshipers, 
will say, I will cast down my crown. And I'm not going to worry about what my wife's crown is, what my pastor's crown is, or my president's crown is. I'm going to focus on me. God, help me to cast my crowns down in worship to you. You all know I love you. I'm not mad at anybody. I just hear God, I obey, and the Holy Spirit moves. And he's moving right now. And he's telling you, don't hold on too tightly to that. You don't think God will require you to surrender your children? Oh, really? Really? Huh. Story in the Bible, I think. God's name was Abraham, wasn't it? Isn't that in there? Or are we going to rip that one out because that's that, that doesn't feel good. That's not convenient. That doesn't fit into our theology. Yeah. Oh, what about the rich young ruler? Huh. He was unwilling to lay it down. And the Bible says that Jesus left him and the rich young ruler left sad. Yep. Number three, very quickly, we got to go. Oh, I love this one. When you cry out, holy, 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 you may not see him, but he is always with you. Hmm. I didn't know much about this till this past year. There will be times in your life where you will not see him, but he will be closer to you than ever. Where do I get that from? Reginald Heber says, holy, 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 though the darkness hide you, though the eye of sinful man thy glory may not see, only thou art holy, there is none besides thee, perfect in power and love and holy and purity. See, there's going to come a time in your life when darkness is going to cover your glimpse of God. How many know what I'm talking about? Where you can't see him. Darkness covers him. You cry out, God, where are you? God, what's going on? God, I can't feel you. God, why have you forsaken me? God, what's going on? The darkness is hiding you. Where are you? And God is closer to you in that moment than you'll ever know. See, the darkness is going to cover him. Watch this. He's closer than he's ever been. Watch this. In Psalm 23, the good shepherd says, I'm going to lead you through green pastures. I'm going to lead you through quiet waters. I'm going to lead you in the valley. And it's in the valley that he says, there I'm with you. It's in the darkness. It's in the tough times. It's in the difficult times that you can't see him, that he's always there. He's always there. See, watch this, church. We are called to live by faith, not by sight. And isn't it convenient to, 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 to love God and to worship Him when we can see Him? 
Anybody can do that. You see him? Your faith is high. Your confidence is high. Anybody can, can do that. It's when we live by faith and not by what we see. God, I don't see you. God, the darkness is covering you. And my eyes are cloudy. But I know you're with me. And it's in those moments you develop a, a heart of worship that says, God, I'm not going to worship you just when I see you. I'm not going to worship you just when they play the kind of songs that I like. I'm not going to worship you when I can feel, regardless of whether I see you or not, I'm going to make the decision. Holy, holy, holy. Let me read a verse of scripture to you real quick. Psalm 22. Are y'all with me? Is there anyone who, who's ever, you're here today and, and, and God sometimes seems distant and aloof and unable to see him and feel him? Look what David said in Psalm 22. By the way, this is the psalm, this is the psalm before Psalm 23. 22, 23, get that? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from the words of my groanings? Oh God, I cry out to you day by day, but you do not answer by night, and I am not silent. Verse 11 says, do not be far from me, for trouble is near, and there is no one to help me. There's going to come a time in your life where God's going to be a little distant. He's not distant. He's closer than you'll ever know. Worship him whether you feel him or see him or not. And then number four, when you live a life and you cry out holy, 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 you join with all creation to worship him. I like that. Look at verse, verse four. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, all thy works shall praise thy name in earth and sky and sea. Watch this. Y'all stand up. Y'all stand up. Now don't shut down. I said stand up. I'm the same way. You've been sitting for 30 minutes and then all of a sudden it's time to stand up and you're ready to go. I said stand up, not shut down. Stay in. When you cry out, holy, 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 watch this. You are joining with all creation in worshiping him. Look what Original said. Original said, I love this. My name in earth and sky and sea. Now, I want you to, I want you to, to, to go back and daydream just for a moment. What's beautiful scene or scenery you have ever experienced. Just think. I know what Charlie's thinking. Bahamas. Think of the most beautiful scenery you have ever experienced. Phil, I know it's probably fishing for you like it is for me. Whatever it is, think about that view. I've been blessed over all these years of ministry to be able to travel all over the world. 
I've been all over, from a young man even to this day. Someone once said, you don't travel to escape life. You travel so life doesn't escape you. Hmm. Hmm. Why do I like to travel and preach the gospel and, and share the good news all around the world? Because I get to see things and experience things. And when I see that, life doesn't escape me. Because I realize that the most beautiful creation, wherever it is in the world, could be your backyard. Whatever it is, wherever it is. I mean, I've been to Russia, been to Africa, been to Australia, Europe, South America, been all over. Guess what? Every part of God's creation was created to worship Him. Your most beautiful sunset is a revelation of who God is. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a hippie. I'm not trying to be hippie, goofy. But there's something to be said about being in creation and, and, and acknowledging the beauty of creation. Every fish I catch, and there have been some big ones lately, every fish I catch glorifies God. Every bird you see, every tree, every sunset, every sunrise, all of creation was created to worship God. If I were you, I would get off of your computer, put your mobile phone down, shut off CNN and Fox, and get your butt outside and look at how beautiful creation is. I said it. That's right. But. I said it. But. And but's in the Bible. You get fixated on a computer screen or a TV, you are missing the beautiful creation. Earth, sky, and sea were created to worship God. Get out and hunt. Get out and fish. Get out and run. Get out and play golf. Do something. And when you see that scenery, pause just for a moment. God wants you to enjoy golf, but he wants you to stop for a moment before you tee off and get ready to hit that birdie. He wants you to stop for a moment and say, how beautiful this world is. I pray God gives you the chance to go all over the world because it's a big world and it's beautiful. And you don't have all the time that you think you have you better get out and explore and see and worship with the birds, worship with the fish, worship with the trees. Holy, holy, holy God, you are worthy. I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. And we're going to end today's service. Jordan Reginald Hebert. Join in all the elders. Join in every fish you caught, every bird you've seen. Every beautiful scenic view you've experienced. It all points to Jesus. It all points to the Creator. It all points to Him. Let's join with all creation. And let's sing that beautiful hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy. And holy, holy.
position that puts us in to cry out, Lord, you're holy. I love you. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God give you the courage to lay down valuable crowns at his feet and join with all creation in honoring the name that is above all names. We cry out. Let's say it together. Holy, holy, holy. Let's say it again. Holy, holy, holy. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I got great news for you. We get to do this again next week. And every week it gets better and better and better and more people are coming. And those watching on TV, we're glad you're watching. Stay with us. We'll, we'll be here next week at 1030. Our ushers are going to help you in dismissing uh, uh, today. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Go and sin no more. Bye-bye.